Hello, everyone. So it's episode number 54 of The Space In Between, and today it's you and me. And I'm going to talk about the practice of gratitude since we are in this season of gratitude and here in nomad land, we we do a a practice of gratitude, 40 days of gratitude between uh, this time, like Thanksgiving time and the new year. And so we're in, um, as I record this, it's day three. So by the time you hear it, it's day four of our 40 days of gratitude. And you can definitely join us over if you are on Facebook, you can join us at our Facebook group, Grateful Nomads. And if you don't do the Facebook thing, uh, you can join us at Instagram with the hashtag Grateful Nomad and let us know how your practice of gratitude is going. Uh, but I'm going to talk a little bit in a bit in a moment about my own practice of gratitude and you know how it's definitely helped me over the years and how it is presently helping me and you know uh, would like love to kind of explore how it can also help you. Um, but yeah, there is a couple of things happening in nomad land. Like I said, the 40 days of gratitude is, is here. You can join us and continue the journey of gratitude with us, uh, during this holiday season. And, uh, let's see movement 109, our online course is happening. Uh, we moved it to January 6th because I wanted to give this time to, really focus on the practice of gratitude, but then also to prepare for our big announcement. And I think I can say it today. We have a big announcement that we are relaunching our online studio, Nomad's online studio. We did it for a few years, uh, you know, since Nomad's uh, beginning. And we we put it on hold last year because we, we shifted some things around. Uh, and now we are bringing it back thanks to one of our nomad teachers, Jen Earing. Um, shout out to Jen for, for wanting to bring it back and taking ownership of it. So we are launching it again in January 6th along with our Movement 109 course, which is who you are becoming. So we had a really great group of women uh, this fall and we're gonna start it up again this time, January 6th. And when you do sign up, uh, for the online course, you will get a year membership to the online studio. So you'll get the six-week course of Movement 109's Who You Are Becoming and a year membership to the online studio that will have some of the Movement 109 classes um, that you can have all year round, but then also our other pra- yoga practices with lots of other nomad teachers. And if you sign up now, uh, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, a waiting period. But if you do sign up between now and our Cyber Monday, which is next week, you'll get 20% off of that package. So go ahead over to Nomad Always at home and uh, sign up for our online studio to become a member and get your six-week uh, movement 109 course all together or, or share or buy it for one of your special special people in your life and and help them you know practice yoga and all the other wonderful tools we offer in nomad land and other two announcements we have i think i can also be safe to say that we are leading another 200 hour teacher training uh this winter from january to april at west point so if you're a veteran or active duty 
Uh, we are excited to be offering our 200 hour that weaves in our tribe training, which is offering not just the tools of yoga, but weaving in how to how to offer these tools specifically to the military community. So really excited to be doing this again. We're so excited that we were invited back and that is happening. So if you are interested and also if you're a military spouse, we are qualified through my CAA. I just have to set it up in the system, but uh, so you can pr you can get a scholarship um, through my CAA if you're eligible. Um, yeah, so that's happening in January also. And in March, we're going to Bali, March 1st through the 10th, and we have a few spots left, just a few. So yeah, that's happening. And um, yeah, that's kind of it happening in Nomadland for now. That's enough. <laughs> and yeah, so we're looking today at this practice of gratitude. And this has definitely been in my practice, my own personal practice for some time. Uh, my, my teacher, one of my teachers, Jillian Pransky, she, um, she, I don't even know exactly how she introduced it. Maybe it was when I was doing her training or through her newsletter, but she was talking about, you know, 40 days of anything creates a new habit. And so how to practice gratitude for 40 days will help change our brain. You know, um, this idea of neuroplasticity, of rewiring our brain from what it normally is, is this rewiring for negativity, always kind of seen, you know, for good reason of what, what is a potential threat. So we're always kind of looking over our shoulder. We're rewiring it for positivity. And this practice of gratitude helps us see our lives as not such a state of fear, of, of looking over our shoulders, uh, expecting the worst, right? Um, so really getting ourselves grounded in, in this idea of, you know, what is real, but also being grateful for what it is. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly is all what, what we can be grateful for. So I've been on this gratitude practice for many years um, since I you know, started my, movement, my uh, yoga training and, and practice. And I think it was probably about 10 years ago that I started to do it publicly. Uh, it was before it was just my own thing through... Um, Phoebe Miller Yoga on Facebook, and then probably when I had a yoga program, and now it's shifted over to Nomads, Nomads um, practice. So we do this again, forty days of gratitude around Thanksgiving to to New Year's, and I and I started this again on my own probably ten years ago, you know, publicly with my students because I found that it's not a real fun time for a lot of us. <laughs> It can be really challenging this time of year. You know, it's getting darker earlier. It's getting colder in a lot of, you know, parts of the world. Um, there are the holidays, which, yes, we want to see as a positive experience and, you know, connecting with people. But it's not always the case, especially if we've lost loved ones over the years or have some stresses around, you know, the dynamics of family or, or maybe not having um, family nearby or, or at all. So it can be a very, very dark time. And uh, so I, I started, you know, just stating, you know, what I'm grateful for each day and, and inviting students to share uh, publicly and through social media 
And I really found that just adding that element of community these past 10 years has elevated it, right? Because when it was just me and I was kind of writing it out in my journal, uh, I didn't have to hold myself accountable so much of us having a crappy day. You know, I still did it, but it wasn't with the um, enthusiasm, let's say, uh, as, as it has become with community, right? Those days that we're feeling like we're dragging a bit and we log on to the social media and there we have, you know, Marianne talking about how she's really grateful today or um, Jessica, you know, they're all kind of chiming in and sharing how they're grateful today or maybe there are days where they're saying they're not so grateful but they're still choosing to to see the beauty in life even even during those challenging times. So this idea of bringing the community into the practice of gratitude has really elevated it for me. And I I have seen the results with a lot of you who are maybe listening, who have participated over the years. Um, And, and yeah, it's definitely changed my life. I think, I think I started it, like I said, I think it was 10 years ago, but then life got really, really challenging in 2013. That was the first year that I had the holidays without my father who had passed away. And, you know, I went through a divorce and gosh, from 2013 to, I think it was just last year that it was sort of okay. (laughs) Those holidays. Um, yeah, I had to have that practice of gratitude, I don't know how I would have gotten through it if I didn't. Um, Those first few years were really, really dark. And I'm fortunate that I did have and I do have family that I get to go home to. But it was still really hard, you know, to see how other lives just continued on. And here I was with, you know, this deep grief of feeling the loss of, you know, my father and this person that I had, you know, my uh, ex who we had so many, many, many Christmases um, and Thanksgivings together on our own. And here this person was no longer in my life. So um, the practice of gratitude definitely, definitely helps in that way. Um, so yeah, I think this past year was the first year I felt like Oh, I can breathe again. <laughs> I'm not cringing at the thought of the holidays. Um, maybe you can relate to that. <laughs> so this practice of gratitude definitely is a great tool for anybody out there who is perhaps in that dark time of, you know, especially if it's the first first season, the first round of holidays without without a loved one. Uh, and you know, something else that I've been practicing recently, and I've been sharing on my own Instagram, uh, Phoebe Miller love, if you want to follow, uh, is this other practice, um, in the morning, you know, I usually, I used to kind of meditate and, and write in my journal and do other things like movement, but I just was, these two things came into my life recently. Uh, these Oracle cards, the wild unknown archetypes by Kim crayons. I found them. I felt called to them or they called me (laughs) Um, about a month or so ago and I've been loving them. I just 
kind of shuffle the deck and pull a card and for the morning to set my intention for the day and you know kind of look at it throughout the, the day and sometimes I feel called to pull a second or maybe third card if I wasn't quite feeling like the first card gave me an answer and then also um poetry and so the first this book that has just arrived you know um Gisela who was on last week she shared some of her poetry uh, I loved her she is such a such a beautiful soul if you haven't listened to that podcast definitely go back and listen to last week's podcast but uh she gave me one of her books and I've just been kind of thumbing through it and and just opening up randomly each morning and using that also as part of my meditation practice just to you know meditate upon and and set the intention for the day um and just kind of shift my perspective if it's not in a place headspace that I want to be so those have also been really great tools for me. And uh, if you want to, again, follow along on Instagram, I'll be sharing them at least through this month. And, you know, maybe this is an intention we're all setting together. So I'll pull a card for, for all of us and reflect upon it, at least from my perspective. And so today that I pulled, that uh, the, I'm recording this on Monday, I pulled the archetype uh, card, the archetypal card, the shapeshifter. And oh, I really needed that. I pulled the shapeshifter and then this poem called Mystery by Gisela. And they were both pretty much spot on to what I needed in the moment. And I love when that happens. And if you, if you do any kind of, you know, of this work too, you probably understand this magic that happens when we read these different types of cards and and readings. Uh, but yeah, I was kind of in a weird spot. I don't want to say dark place, but I had a really hard day yesterday. I was feeling a lot of feelings, um, feelings of an old wound, abandonment of abandonment. You know, I've had a lot of experiences around abandonment my whole life. You know, my both my parents had Kind of abandoned me in certain ways as a child and you know and then you know of course relationships of various kinds but I never really dealt well with them I had a lot of separation anxiety even within the relationship and then when things ended and whatever way that meant I tend to push the people even further away <laughs> as a way of um as a way of just defending myself, right? Keeping myself from, from even further potential harm. And so yesterday I was kind of experiencing a transition and a relationship and feeling again, these triggers of abandonment. And I really, I really didn't want to go there. I mean, I wanted to hold space for myself and honor it, but I thought I really, really, really want to do something different here. And so I did, you know, I reached out to this person and I said, you know, this is what I tend to want to do. This is, first of all, how I'm feeling in this moment um, as we're looking at how to renegotiate our relationship. And I said, this is what I tend to want to do <laughs> of pushing away and kind of being mean. Uh, and I want to make a different choice. And so I opened up the dialogue in that respect rather than 
just going into that old pattern of pushing away. And I, you know, was very vulnerable and said, this is what I want to do. (laughs) This is what I'm definitely feeling inside of what I want to do, but I'm instead going to open up the conversation and see how you could participate, right? How can we co-create this new trans, this transformation of, of what this relationship could potentially look like? And, you know, we got on FaceTime and we talked and I felt really good. I thought, wow, this is, this is a new experience. <laughs> this is definitely something I never thought about before. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think that there were probably some relationships I couldn't have done that with the right person, right? That they might not have been the right person to experience that, but this was the right person to experience it. And I, I was ready for it and he was ready for it. And I was really super grateful for it. Um, so, you know, what I needed to do there, and this is actually a question that I asked our nomad teachers and our nomad teachers, we meet every month um, as a mentoring session and also just looking at, you know, things that are coming up for us collectively. Uh, but the question I asked them was, what are we, what are you willing to renegotiate? Right? And this could be a, you know, a scenario that you're in, a work situation, a personal situation, a relationship of any kind with yourself or with other people. Um, but what are you willing to renegotiate? And so that's what I did yesterday was I was in this kind of icky spot and I wanted to renegotiate how I interacted with this old wound. Um, how I wanted to first act interact with the old wound of abandonment and then how that could renegotiate my relationship with this person that was triggering the old wound. So I definitely ask you if there is something that you would like to renegotiate, right? Instead of when you're feeling those moments of being triggered, whatever that is for you, abandonment or anything else, um, how can you stop yourself and ask, what am I re- willing to renegotiate here? How can I see this from a new perspective? How can I see it from the other person's perspective? How can I renegotiate my relationship to the trigger? Right? Um, Pema Chodron, she talks about this, this word in Sanskrit of Shenpa. Shenpa is hook or trigger, I believe. Um, and so we all have them. We all have these different hooks, these different triggers that get us all riled up. So I guess it's first knowing what yours are. So if you haven't really unpacked that, maybe start to look at that. And then when you find yourself in those moments of feeling those feelings of discomforts, how can you start to renegotiate how can you start to renegotiate your interaction with that trigger, right? And then that will have a ripple effect in how you'll renegotiate your experience uh, beyond that and in your experience in relationship with others. So it's definitely a process. I'm not saying I got it 100%, but I definitely feel like yesterday was a win. Uh, but then, yeah, going back to the oracle card, the archetypal card and the poem, You know, so I was feeling a little bit better before I went to sleep last night and then I woke up and I did this practice and I got the card, the shapeshifter and then the poem mystery. 
And I thought, wow, this is exactly what I needed here. And I'll read just a little bit of the shapeshifter if it speaks to you. Maybe you need it too. Uh, the shapeshifter has a love of theater, games, and trickery. Its energy appears as one thing, only to reveal a more complex story below the surface. The shapeshifter is within all of us to some degree. It is the side of ourselves that is slippery, noncommittal, and experimental, and longs to dismiss the rules. We need its energy to adapt to the ever-changing landscape of our existence. When the shapeshifter card appears, it's important to imagine you are looking at life through a kaleidoscope rather than a single focus lens. At any moment, the scene may shift, revealing a more enchanting vision than you imagined. Be wary though, as the allure of the kaleidoscope can leave you exhausted and yearning for solid ground. Dancing long-term with the shapeshifter requires a central pillar of integrity that links us back to our center. Yeah, so I uh, definitely could relate to that because a couple of you know a couple of words that were sticking out for me in, in terms of my own little story was this word of non-committal, non-committal, experimental, and longs to dismiss the rules. That is sort of me. <laughs> I will admit, you know, I am I am a very loyal person. I am, you know, I show up for things that I do make a commitment to, but then if there is something sort of like in the space in between, <laughs> I can be a little non-committal. I can be, you know, let me just see, let me just take one step forward and see how that goes. And, you know, I can commit to the next step, but I can't really commit to the bigger picture unless, like I said, I am all in, I have made that decision, I've made that step and I'm in. But if there are things that sort of on the fringe I'm not quite sure about, I can be a bit non-committal uh, in, in the process. Um, and But I love to experiment. I love to look at, you know, not playing along with the rules. I want to look outside. I am definitely an outside of the box person. And um, in terms of going back to the experience that I had yesterday, I, uh, yeah, I definitely had an experience where I wanted, I was sort of wanting to put something in a box, um, this relationship in a box, you know, um, and then I thought, wait, that isn't actually me. <laughs> I am not an in-the-box person. Why am I putting this person and this relationship in a box? And I realized, ooh, I like to dismiss the rules. This is an opportunity where I get to dismiss the rules. I can shape shift. And as it says, the other words that were popping out to me in the reading was um, looking at life through a kaleidoscope rather than a single focus lens, right? So why do I have to look at kind of what society has put upon me and all of us of what a certain, situ certain situation um, looks like, right? In terms of, uh, you know, 
going to college, you know, graduating high school, going to college, meeting a person, getting married, having babies, right? Getting the house, da 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 da. I've never been that person. And so why would anything else have to fit into this kind of idea of this box? So I really had to just remind myself um, yesterday and then reading the, this card to, again today reminded me, oh, I can look at it as a kaleidoscope. There's lots of ways of looking at this. There's lots of ways of experiencing myself and my relationships with people, um, you know, specifically men. And, you know, I've definitely done a lot of work with my my relationship with women over the years, but I think I'm really starting to look even closer in terms of looking at it through as a kaleidoscope with my relationship with men. Um, and what else jumped out at me? I think that was really it. This idea of the kaleidoscope was really what got me excited. <laughs> like, oh, yay. Lots of different ways of seeing these old patterns shift into new, beautiful patterns, right? We sort of get stuck in the old patterns, right? We see something and we see, you know, how it's supposed to be or or what feels comfortable. But, you know, that kaleidoscope, it continues to turn and it shifts into another beautiful pattern. And then there's a little shift and there's another beautiful pattern. So, um, being able to be open to the different shifts of patterns, right? We might not be exactly where we want it to be, but it's going to shift again and it'll shift again. It'll continue to shape shift as we also do too. And the other little note that it said is that, you know, a shapeshifter can often leave you exhausted and yearning for solid ground. And I definitely experienced that myself, you know, um, what I have here in my own notes is I also, you know, so I tend to be per a person that thinks outside of the box. And I have a feeling that if you're listening, you are also one of those people too, because we um, are in the space in between. <laughs> uh, but when I go through these experiences um, of shape shifting often, right? There's a lot of highs and a lot of lows sometimes. And I've really been working through this practice the past few years of building more stability within my core, not relying on a structure like a house, you know, a home or a person in terms of like a romantic relationship or, you know, or our job, right? I've really really had to redefine what stability is within myself instead of relying on the external um, illusions of stability. Uh, and that has helped this idea of what they said, looking for solid ground, right? So because what was happening was, and maybe you've experienced this too, was there was, you know, this great, beautiful experience. There was a high. And then right after there's this very low, and I often, you know, as a child, I was around this. My father was bipolar and I experienced these highs and lows, right? Mania and depression. And I was, you know, for a few years in therapy and as an adult, I asked, you know, her, I was like, am I bipolar? Because <laughs> I was seeing these tendencies in my own self, um, more of so of creating them externally, not feeling them so much internally, but more um, as a response to the external factors. And so it's been very necessary to find my solid ground within myself. And so if you are relating to the card, the shapeshifter, I definitely invite you 
to experience that for yourself too? How can you renegotiate what your stability is within yourself? How can you find that central pillar of integrity within you rather than leaning on something else that will kind of create these external factors of highs and lows, right? They might feel stable, but they might not they might also kind of create this high and low if you if you have them in your life or you don't have them in your life, right? So how can you find that pillar of stability within yourself? Uh, and, ooh, I don't know if I pulled it. Let me see. Mystery. I'm going to try to find it here. I forgot to mark it. But the poem Mystery by Gisela um, also really spoke to this too. It says, The invisible liquid connects us all. Or is it air? Or light? Vibration? Or all of it? And so it is, just like in the womb, we are always in the liquid of pure connection. The only way to know for sure is to open the shell that contains you and allow the wonder to unfold. First, there might be pain, memories, or fears. That's the shell's reason for being. But once open, there is only love. And I loved how I pulled that and the shapeshifter card. I felt like they danced together brilliantly, right? Um, yeah, our center can be connected through air, through through liquid, through through all of it. It's all connected, um, and it's always again shape shifting. There's that center, that shell. Um, is our, 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 as the shapeshifter says, our central pillar of integrity, right? That shell is, you know, what holds us together, but there is always this flow within us and around us. So I hope you enjoy that practice. I definitely offer you to um, try something like this on your own. You know, if I think definitely gratitude, if you're joining us on the experience of 40 Days of Gratitude, that's a great place to start. If you have uh, other cards that you have, maybe different tarot cards or other types of oracle cards, again, the one that I'm using is the Wild Unknown Archetypes. Um, that has really been speaking to me. Really beautiful cards. We're actually going to use them in the next Movement 109 experience in January to set our intention for the week. So if you're real, if this episode is really speaking to you, you'll love the Moment 109, uh, Who You Are Becoming course, because we're going to use them a lot. Um, but yeah, you know, something that can help shift your perspective. If you are in this dark place during the holiday season or any time, right? <laughs> um, there's always a possibility. <laughs> Uh, I definitely invite you to try something new like this. And you can use, you know, Gisela's uh, Strohmeyer's book is just like that. You can find it at Amazon. Uh, but any sort of poetry, I love Rumi and Hafiz and the Radiant Sutras, which I often refer to in my classes. Um, those are some good places to start if you don't know where to start. Um but yeah, I definitely invite you to set some sort of intention for your day uh, as we move through this season. 
And if this speaks to you, let us know, you know, put this, you know, put this in your comments, definitely over at Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review so you can share your comments there. Or if you're finding us through social media, you can put a comment on the post or even at our website as we post the, the episodes, you can always share your comments at our website as well. So I would love to hear what tools are working for you that I'm offering, but then also bring us new tools. We would love to share them with the world too. So give us, give those, give us some tools to share with the world via you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it for Nomadland. I'm so grateful that you are here and that we get to share this holiday season together. We will be kind of checking in with some of our nomad teachers this month. And um, they're going to share a little bit about their journey of, of nomad land, but also their own practices. And um, yeah, I look forward to sharing more soon. Have a good one.